Welcome back to another episode of Living Your Holiest Hot Mess Life. Yesterday we talked about how we often break promises to God, but God does not break promises to us. And today I wanted us to look at 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 29. So a little bit of background, um, if you're not familiar with what's going on here. The children of Israel kept... Um, asking God for a king. They wanted a king because they saw the nations around them had kings and they did not. They had God. (laughs) And so they wanted a king. Um, And so they asked God for a king and he gave them a king. He gave them this man, Saul, to be their first king of Israel. And at first, Saul really loved the Lord and things were going fairly well. And little by little, or maybe not even little by little, Saul eventually turned away from God and he continued sinning more and more against God and rejecting God. And because he rejected God, God rejected him as the king over Israel. And there was a prophet Samuel who was chosen by God to anoint Saul as king and then to also let Saul know what he was doing wrong. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 29, we are seeing something that Samuel is saying to Saul. Um, about how God is taking the kingdom away from him um, and giving it to somebody else because Saul continues to to disrespect God. And so in 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 29, Samuel says, Israel's majestic God does not lie or change his mind. He is not a human being. He does not change his mind. And I love that. I love that God doesn't change his mind. It's not like someday God's going to be like, nope, you know what? I just decided that Jesus only died for some people's sins, not for the whole world. Like he doesn't do that. He doesn't change. It's not like he decides he's not going to love us or he's never going to decide that heaven isn't forever. He's never going to decide that we don't have everlasting life with us. He doesn't, he's just, he's amazing. God is amazing. And remember, because he's all places at all times and all powerful and all knowing, nothing surprises God. He knows the end of the story before the story even begins. And I know it's so hard for us to wrap our brains around that, Um, but it's okay. It's okay. We're just going to rock with it anyway, Um, because we don't want a God who's small enough for us to completely wrap our brains around. So when Samuel says that, first of all, I love that he refers to God as majestic because God is majestic. Um, But when he says that God does not lie or change his mind, and then he goes on to say he's not a human being, he does not change his mind, I think that this is a reminder for us too that not only do we change our minds, but we flip-flop, right? We are double-minded as James writes um, in the New Testament. We often are going to God with only a partway prayer. And what I mean to that is, is... We'll ask God for something and we'll say that we're trusting and believing God, but then in reality, we're really questioning, we're really worrying, we're really freaking out. And I want to challenge us on today. I want to challenge us to be really mindful about the trustworthiness of God. He is so trustworthy. And I know it's really hard because we have no other human examples of anybody being this trustworthy. And I know it's really hard because sometimes we trust God for what we want and he does something else. And then we feel like, well, why should we trust you if you're not giving us what we want? But God's ways are bigger and higher than our ways. And so we need to be able to trust that even if it makes no sense to us, 
that God is still at work, that God still knows what's happening, that God still has a plan that's better than anything we can even imagine. So let's pause and reflect on a time that you were able to be reminded about how trustworthy God is. A time that you were reminded about how trustworthy God is. And we'll be right back. So I don't know about you, but when I reflect on how trustworthy God is, I think about all those times in my life that I needed God to show up in a situation, and he did, and it was wild. Like, it blew my mind. Like, I might have been looking to God to do something small, and God did something really, really big. And I'm trying to think of a good example. One hasn't specifically come to mind right now, but um, because there's so many of them, it's hard to choose just one. So, oh, I can do this one. Um, years ago, thank you, Holy Spirit. Years ago, I had done something to my knee. I don't even know what I did, but I went to um, I went to the doctor, and they said it was arthritis, and it, I was never gonna be able to walk very far. I would never run again. I couldn't do a whole bunch of exercises I love to do, um, and they told me it was just gonna like they could make it so it was better temporarily but it was never going to really get better it was arthritis you know arthritis doesn't go away so anyway I prayed and prayed and prayed and a whole mess of people prayed and prayed and prayed and I was just believing God for a total restorative healing because I love to walk I love to take long walks on the beach I love to walk in nature I just love to walk I even love to walk on my treadmill and talk to Jesus I I literally really feel I pray better when my feet are moving I don't know what that is but (laughs) but I love to walk and pray so when I finally, my knee finally started, it started healing. It was healing in bits and pieces. And then in this miraculous move, God totally restoratively healed my knee and it's never been a problem again. And it's been like six or seven years and it's never been a problem. And I keep laughing at this idea that like when they told me it was arthritis, first of all, I was like, how is it arthritis? I'm not even old enough for arthritis, but whatever. Um, And second of all, when they told me it was arthritis, it felt like such a death sentence to me um, as far as my walking. But then God worked it out for his glory because I walk six, six miles a day every day like a crazy lunatic. <laughs> it just helps keep me, I don't know, it just, it's a long, I don't know, I can't even justify it. I walk six miles a day. I can't explain it. So I'm so grateful that God restoratively healed me because he showed his trustworthiness from the beginning, he kept telling me not to worry. He kept telling me not to stress. And I trusted him. I actually was able to trust him. I was frustrated at times, but I was able to trust him in that. And I was ever, ever so grateful for that. And so I pray that you have examples in your life where where God helped you to see his trustworthiness. Like with my knee, I just wanted to be able to go for short walks. So the fact that God has blessed me to be able to walk as long as I want every day is just amazing to me. Um, and so when we think about the trustworthiness of God, when we when we read this verse, Israel's majestic God does not lie or change his mind. He is not a human being. He does not change his mind. I pray that not only does this encourage us to trust God, but I pray that it also encourages us to be more like Jesus. Jesus was obviously trustworthy and Jesus did not lie. Jesus did not change his mind. And I pray that we will grow in our capacity to be trustworthy for others, that we will be prayerfully minded, that we will make decisions that are rooted in God, rooted and grounded in God's holy word, and that we will 
grow in our capacity to be trustworthy, just like we have known God to be trustworthy in our lives. And I also pray that we will share our testimonies more with others so that they will learn of God's trustworthiness and that they will not see God in comparison to human nature, but they will see God as majestic as he is, incomparable to how human beings operate. And I think I'm going to pause right with that because we'll be under 10 minutes and because I think that's a lot for us to reflect on how we can be more trustworthy, what changes we can make in our lives and how we can grow in our ability to trust God. Let's pray. Hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Father God. Lord, we thank you and praise you for who you are, for your goodness, your grace, and your mercy. Lord, thank you that you are trustworthy. Thank you, Lord, that you are not like human beings, that you do not lie and you do not change your mind. Thank you, Lord God, that we can find these wisdom in these historical accounts of how you dealt with the children of Israel and their leaders, Lord God. And we can learn that you are calling each and every one of us to be better, Lord God, to go deeper and higher in you, Lord God, that we are able, Lord, because of the indwelling of your Holy Spirit, to turn away from our fleshly desires and to choose to walk and operate out of the fruit of your spirit, Lord God. Help us, Lord God, to be so mindful of what it is that you desire from us, Lord, that we will look at the big picture, Lord God, that we will trust and believe in your trustworthiness and that we will stand on your promises, Lord. Help us, Lord, to not get frustrated by our situation, but to continue to put you first and to continue to love others as you have commanded us to do. Help us as we grow in all these things as we live our holiest hot mess lives. In Jesus' precious name, amen. God bless you. Thank you for joining us. I pray that this was helpful. I pray that you will like, share, and subscribe, and that you will come back to hear more tips and strategies of how to live your holiest hot mess life. Thanks. God bless. Thank you.